drive down any well-trafficked road in this city around this time of the year, you'll see brightly colored signs advertising egg hunts and sunrise services, brunches, sales. I get it. We have to advertise. It's good to get people uh, to come to our church or our place of business this time of year. But you will notice an absence of anything much to do with Holy Week or Good Friday. And we can't brag too much, though, or or feel self-righteous, because, I mean, look at all the empty pews. Come here Sunday and the crowds today will be nothing in comparison to how packed out we are on Sunday. There may or may not be people who have joined you in any one of the three Triduum services, much less the three hours. I get it, we're busy. Some people are already heading off to spring break. I always love it when I I, I tell my non-Episcopalian friends that we have a three-hour service on Good Friday. Three hours, they always wonder. During the three hours, we get to watch and to breathe and to be together. Our story begins today with a dinner. Jesus has dinner with a man some people call a leper, but he had a disease that makes him, in the eyes of the prevailing culture, unclean or unfit for human company. And a woman breaks into this party and anoints him, offering a spontaneous gift of very expensive oil of nard. And when the people with him yell at her, Jesus defends her. Leave her alone, he says, being kind again to one of the least of us. And as all this goes on, we see Judas sneaking out the back door and the plot against Jesus begins in earnest. All of this is kind of nice, really, as a prelude, and it seems like Jesus sounds like he's having a pleasant evening. But we who sit in the audience know what is to come. We know that soon he will be tortured to death. And we, good people, who've come to the three hours, we will get to watch it happen. And you know, if we're really paying attention to this story, as we hear it read to us, it should make us very uncomfortable. And if we are present to all the gruesome drama in our imagination, we might even find it disturbing. We should find it disturbing. And as each stage moves on towards Golgotha and the tomb approaches, we might even want to check out. And no wonder if we do. Good Friday is an easy thing to skip. Good Friday is the opposite of fun. It's the opposite of resurrection. And we are gathered here for it together. We elect to spend our afternoon sitting here Listening to this story, the slow death of God incarnate, 
God incarnate who ate with lepers and welcomed the gift of anointing from, from a woman. God incarnate who lived without sin and, and embodied the best humanity ever had to offer. Why? Why do we have to listen to this? But I want to offer today that Good Friday is not about justifying what is coming for Jesus. And why do we need to justify it? Plenty of people have justified it pretty well over the years with arguments aplenty. Probably the favorite and most prevailing one that goes like this. If God is merciful and loving, the God must be just. All of this had to happen. Or the cross was God's will for Jesus. Jesus' death somehow has protected us and covered us and kept us in God's good graces. All of the atrocity to come is necessary to satisfy God's justice and to cool his anger and wrath towards us. Blood had to be spilled because God has always required blood. God has always required blood for justice. We don't watch justice happen today, do we? No one cries out for Jesus in the middle of things. Leave him alone. Nobody welcomes him to their table. No. On Good Friday, I hope in our discomfort, we notice one conspicuous absence. We notice God's absence. We notice the absence of justice. We do not worship on this day or any day a bloodthirsty God who forgets his son to satisfy some kind of debt to the universe. And that is certainly not what we are remembering today. So, let's all tell a different story. Let's all take this time to sort out with all the different theories and stories that, that we ascribe to or that we have heard over the years. Let's take time to sit and listen to ask ourselves, maybe ask ourselves some good questions like, what is real today and why? Why does Jesus give himself over to die in the coming scenes that are approaching Jorgen Moltmann, one of my favorite theologians, he doesn't talk about Jesus' blood being spilled to satisfy a debt. He talks about how Christ bears the sins of the world, not as a punishment, but as one who suffers our suffering. And what awaits Jesus in the coming drama is is not a trap that the Romans are going to set. It's not violence, just violence is going to be done to him by empire. But what we see is the final human act of a God who is selfless and loving and willing to die for her people. A God full of only compassion and only reconciliation and only goodness and only restoration. See, what we're about to witness 
tells the story for us of how Jesus came and lived among us and lived among the poor and the oppressed. And Jesus came to liberate everyone. That Jesus came to side with the oppressed and to declare freedom for all people, even as He walks to the cross. God desires not the death of His Son, but the life of the love eternal that he holds for all of us and has always held for all of us. So since all of this is true, let's be very uncomfortable today with the fact that God became us so much so that God cut himself off from God and that God experiences a separation we will never have to experience And even though we sit here together in our discomfort, let's not paper over what we are going to witness with pink and blue. Let's listen closely to the painful details of the last days of Jesus. Let's listen and learn and sit with the reality that we can live life as a people who do not have to live in a world ruled by the violence we witness. Let's listen and remember that God is merciful and loving and just. And that God's justice and God's world does not look like these three hours. God's justice looks, well kind of like the beginning. God sitting at table with the lowly and the oppressed. God having compassion. God welcoming the gifts of the downtrodden. God among us, sitting with us, loving us in all our humanity. We do well not to skip Good Friday then. You're doing well not to skip Good Friday. Thanks be to God, we can all be present together in what is about to happen over these three hours.